0: This is your Monday daily delivery. Michael Rand here. Patrick Royce back here as well. Patrick, um, turned out last week's show on Monday was the the only last uh, full one of the week. But I'm back off of the uh, the COVID IL. It was about a seven day stint. Maybe um, wow. feels feels good. Feel, feeling a lot better. A lot better now. Um, and happy to be back with you guys and with you, Patrick. We got a lot to get to. Um, twins, Patrick. We're going to start there, but I'll give the rundown first. Twins. We got Jerry Kill. We got the Vikings. We got to wrap the uh, the Lynx season up. Um, maybe talk a little soccer, too, because that was a good win for the Loons on uh, on Sunday night. But, uh, but Patrick, Saturday, I don't know how you lose that game. If you're the twins, right? So you got everything to play for You're you kind of coasting is the wrong word when it's three to one, but you are playing the angels who are not a good team and do not have a good offense. you got the bottom of their order up. You got your, you know, your new closer, you just traded for, you got two outs, you got a runner on first you're up three, one and all of a sudden there's a disaster, a walk, a triple that's almost an inside the park home run, although it could have been a single if Nick Gordon played it differently. It's just so many different little flaws on display in that inning, and they end up losing five to three, and lose again Sunday. Now two and a half games behind Cleveland. All of a sudden.
1: Um, well, that game Saturday, I have uh, I, I I contemplated this for a while, and yesterday I declared it the worst loss of the season because of these circumstances. A, you went 0 for 14 with runners in scoring position.
0: Unbelievable. Uh,
1: And B, uh, you also, uh, you know, you had Lopez out there. You had a team that had scored one run in 17 innings, and that was on Otani home run And uh, in the eighth inning of Duran. And you're facing the bottom of this terrible order. And all of a sudden... You got Max Stasi up there and you're a, you're ahead of him on two and you're afraid to throw him a strike. What the hell was going on there? That was unbelievable. Go get him with your 97 mile an hour sinker. Stop throwing change ups. Stop throwing the rest of it. The reason they got you is you throw 97 miles an hour and it sinks. Go after these guys. I don't know if that's Sanchez, uh, not ever getting shaken off i don't know if that's the way they wanted that they looked and said hey this max Stasi who can't hit anything hits the hits the fastball better than the breaking ball yeah or yeah. something i don't know if it's some game plan from 10 in the morning that when they hand out their sheets on everybody but that was the some of the stupidest pitch calling i have ever seen you got these guys who can't wait to get out and get the game over with and you end up screwing around walking one of them and then uh letting this stiff who hasn't had hit a home run in his career this left-handed hitting guy uh who what you throw two breaking balls he misses both of them by five feet and then all of a sudden you're uh, messing around and throwing them change ups. And you get a behind in the count or you get even and let him get even in the count, give him a chance. It was brutal. And uh, that, that was just an awful loss. And uh, and then they came back yesterday and they're, they're helpless against left-handed pitching right now. One yes. reason, one reason be Polanco can't get a hit against a lefty. So he's, terrible against lefties uh when you when your whole left-handed lineup is based on having kyle garlic in the lineup it's uh you got some issues man they're they're brutal against left-handed pitching and uh the bottom the bottom of the lineup that they played yesterday uh you got four guys who either should be on the bench or in the minor leagues you know i mean it's yeah it's I mean, okay sandy leone i'm 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 all in on sandy leone cuz i got to blame sanchez for some of the stupid pitch calling but uh uh you know i mean there that's a bad lineup look at the lineup
0: oh it's, it's not good at all no
1: it's bad and you got Polanco gets a lefty he can't hit and uh, Kepler's hopeless. He's he only had one of bad yesterday, or two, right? He struck out twice.
0: Oh so, yeah.
1: for, for twenty nine. Uh, he was always bad against left-handed pitching, but now he's now he's doubled that, and he's terrible against right-handed pitching too. But it's just not a good lineup. And the fact is, they're starting pitching—who's you know—all the stuff about the bullpen—we've to me, I've been in more of a panic about the starting pitching they didn't give up a run. They gave up, uh, Archer gave up two runs, but, uh, the first two guys, but they had 11 scoreless innings and then, yes. and Archer had four more or three more scoreless innings. So the starting pitching was good, short, but good. Once again, they hooked Bundy for no reason, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a God awful lineup there. I, I've been, uh, the saying forever that once, once, you know, that this, this, they weren't going to get to the finish line. I thought the trades really helped them. Uh, you know, my Molly is, uh, you know, has looked good and uh, really looked really good the other night, but again, I guess it was a bad lineup, but, uh, you're now tied with the white sacks. You were way better than you are. And, uh, and Cleveland's pitching is really good, and your pitching isn't really good. So uh, I, I think it's a, I think it's a nice third place team is going to finish about five hundred. That's what I think. Yeah, I, that's what. It, it's, they're it's, they're it's, only what, like four games over now.
0: Three games over, fifty-eight and three fifty-five.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a, it really. Uh, I was trying to do a comparable, and uh, I guess I was thinking about the first turnaround year, two thousand one, except that team was way better when they were good. They oh yeah. They were like
0: 30, they were like 30 games over 500 at one point. Or, that year.
1: They were 57 and 33 at one time, something like that. I mean, this team was never, never, never that good, but, uh, you know, they've been, a, uh, they've been an imposter. Uh, well, let's see. They were 27 and 16. Was it this team? I think so that's right. They, I think they were, I think they're 31 and, uh, 39 or 31 yeah. and 40 since and that's them that's them this is you know it's not you know it's not a not a good club and uh we're now uh, the, the fruits of being uh very inconsistent at the bat and and just not having enough pitching is uh have, have now uh, come to the come to the forefront here and i knew they were in trouble man because Dick sounded like his dog had died at the at the end of the game last night. Dick's dauber was down at the end of last yesterday's game. So
0: MGM Wine & Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, premixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice-cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there is an MGM near you. Head to mgmwineandspirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine & Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM! you figured they were going to lose to the Dodgers and that's a bad sign in and of itself. I mean, the Dodgers are so good. And, but the twins have just been getting, you know, throttled by good teams all year. What do they know? Two, I think two and 12 against first place teams now this season and yeah. the run differentials about double. Yes. And, but then you get the angels and you, you win Friday and you look like you're going to win Saturday. And then it's just one of those deflating crushing yes. losses. And like you said, that that sequence to Stassi where, you know, you get ahead Got ahead 0 2 with a couple sliders and then he started messing around through a couple balls. And then the 2 2 and the 3 2 pitch were change ups. Yeah, what and the hell? That, that's got to be his, thir- that's his third pitch, right? That's his third pitch. You
1: do a bad hitter a favor by throwing him a change up. You'd never throw a change up to a bad hitter. And, uh, you know, the guy's uh, two. 25 or something he hits a home run once in a while but how can you be afraid how can you bring in this closer who's got great stuff and be afraid to go get max Stasi? what that i mean it's just fire pete mackey for god's sakes we i've seen enough of him it's uh this the pitching strategies of this team are so stupid they drive me crazy i think wes johnson might have left because he couldn't stand the Ideas that they were giving him, as far as I mean, he was behind a lot of them, but uh, there's something going on here when that, that he bailed out on him, and this is just awful that to, to, to lose that game, you know, it was, it's really terrible, Mike, to lose a game that had no interest to a team that had no interest in winning it. No, <laughs> they, just, they just wanted to get out for the night, they were just rolling along, and all of a sudden, okay, they 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 give it get a blue pit, but they're still going to get beat. It's still easy to get three outs and then they end up pitching like a bunch of morons to them. It's just, uh, uh I don't know. They're, uh, you know, they, this was, this is One, they're, they're they were better for a long stretch than we thought they were going to be right. The yes. years. But you got Correa that changed everything. You thought you were going to be pretty good, not pretty good, but competitive but this has been one of the most frustrating twins teams I have ever watched. Maybe it's just because I'm old and cranky. I don't know, (laughs) but I hate this team. I hate them. And they've been in first place most of the year, but I hate them. I hate the way they use their pitching. I hate the way they pitch. I hate the way they uh, never, you know, they don't drive in runs and uh, I, I just don't like them. And then, you're playing a left-handed pitcher yesterday. You can't hit any of them. And Urschel is sitting because yeah. uh, uh, because you got to use Buxton as the DH. Well, figure something out. Figure you got to have one of your and, and, and you know somebody's got to go play left field or something because uh, you got to have him in the lineup. You can't have Jake Cave and uh, the other left-handed hitters in the, in the lineup. The caves has has to play because kepler's so hopeless but uh you know that, how can you have one of your good right-handed hitters sitting when you know sit polanco against lefties he's terrible against lefties you send some kind of a message that hey we're not putting up with this anymore that you're hitting the 190 or whatever the hell it is against left-handed pitching yeah you know, play a rise at second Miranda at first and Urschel and let let Polanco sit down and think about life and how rotten he's been against left-handed pitching. So, yeah, they're, uh, you know, they're just, uh, they got a week here at, at home and uh, people that talk about the schedule and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're, they're not, I mean, okay, they should be better in Detroit. Detroit's horrible and packing it in and giving it up. And, but uh, they, what they only got three left with them, right? The whole rest of the
0: season, they're,
1: they're not better than anybody They're They stink, you know, so
0: anyway. they do right now. And they, yeah, they well, do. the lineup's not good in the defense. I and mean, once you, yeah, you know, once you, once you have all those outfield injuries, I mean, and that was where they were extra exposed on uh-huh. Saturday was not only, you know, not only is the lineup take hits when you're missing, you know, the guys you want to just put Kirloff out, you know, all the other guys that they've lost in the outfield in various places, but you got Gordon playing left in that, ninth inning not obviously not a natural outfielder he's a good a good athlete but you know a more experienced left fielder probably doesn't go diving after that ball probably plays it as a single and keeps that keeps that run at third
1: i looked at the play i don't know how quick he could have gotten to it but yeah you're right uh diving did him no good that's for sure and uh uh, he was going to be a hero, uh, but I'd rather see him in left field and stop. So, uh, we got that going for us. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a mess right now. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, I think, I think they're, they're uh, their best days are about two months behind them. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that's, that's, uh, I mean, uh, it's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's kind of been an imposter for quite a while. And people are saying, I don't know how they stayed in the race. So well, I do. <laughs> they were in the central division Bad division. Yeah. Right. The Orioles would be running away with this division running <laughs> away. They would, uh, yeah. How about Kansas city beating the Dodgers finally though. Uh, how about that? 12 in a row. Then Brady singer stuck it to them. But, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the AL, the, the AL central against the Dodgers has not been a good matchup as, The other night they come out, they get some runs and you you're, you know, you, you have on Wednesday, you do okay. Yeah. They're not going to get to the finish line. No. Here. never they didn't. So I, I don't know. They're, uh, have been a very frustrating team and, um, and, uh, that it, it's now, come all the flaws have come home to roost here and and we should mention that they all the guys that got hurt in the outfield has really hurt them and because they you know they, they're playing guys that you know they're not they don't want to be playing Cave. they they were very content with jake over in st paul and now yes now he's back here um playing and striking out and uh but kepler man alive he was a guy that uh he was a guy that I, when the season started, I thought they were going to try to move him. And he never really, I mean, he had what, maybe a good two, three week period one at one point. but Yeah, uh, he,
0: he was better before he got hurt, but he still wasn't having a great year. He's he's had no. like, he's been a very interesting, he's had an interesting career. Like he's still, he's been okay. His, his career has been okay pretty much for the entirety of it, except for well, yeah, 2019 when he was quite good.
1: Yeah, in the 2019, he joined in the in the fun and uh, had a, had a big year. And uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's been a disappointment for sure. He's I mean, we all talk about Snow as the big flop, but uh, considering what we what the, you thought they had, in this guy at one point when he was a younger player, he's been a flop too. So, in my opinion,
0: now Patrick, I know you didn't watch any of the Vikings game <laughs> on uh, Sunday, but uh, Twitter. Yeah, it, Twitter was very fired up about uh, some things Patrick. We we're, were divided though on Kellen Mond because he threw mm-hmm. two touchdowns. No Kirk Cousins in this game um out in Vegas. Of course he has COVID. Now, I don't
1: think have, I don't think he would have played anyway, but No, probably not.
0: And people aren't as mad at him this time either, are they? Cuz it's it's like everybody's getting COVID now and yeah. it was a preseason, so it's uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not yeah. uh, not the end of the world, but uh it did give them a chance to showcase Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond um, for, for better or for worse, and it seemed like Mond had the better of it. And, you know, you got a guy like Cousins, who is clearly your number one and who's never gets hurt. The backup quarterback maybe is a less intense question than it might be other places, but they still seem to be fascinated by it. And interestingly, that interesting that Mond seemed to play Better in this game, but I'm still curious if they wind up going and getting a different veteran backup at some point, just in case. Here,
1: I think, uh, I just from what I'm reading, I think they'll uh, roll with this guy to start the season. Mannion will be out of here. They'll get somebody on the practice squad. Uh, you know, that's probably bring back the great Kyle Slaughter. You know, oh, we love, we love, we love Kyle Slaughter. Didn't he get released last week? Uh, yes, a couple of days ago. But uh, but my guess is that Mond will be the backup. It's because one reason is Cousins doesn't get hurt, so uh, you know he he misses a game once in a while. But uh, I think they'll go with Mond as the number two. I I you know why would why would you want to bring in another Sean Mannion, right? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, if you bring in a veteran backup quarterback, it's it's another Sean Mannion, the same guy right? Just different name. So, uh, I, I think you go with him and, uh, you know, that from what I can tell reading and, uh, seeing things that he played well enough to give you hope, which there was none last year. Cause he didn't know if he was on foot or horseback, but, uh, apparently, uh, he, uh, you know, actually made a couple of reads yesterday and made some throws and he's an, you know, he's an athlete. He's, uh, He's Joe Webb with a little more talent, I think, don't you? Uh, Cause he's getting run out of the pocket, and take yeah. off, and be quite an athlete. And, uh, and, uh, you know, my guess would be that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll keep Manning around for the rest of the camp, just in case somebody gets hurt or bring in somebody else for the rest of the camp. But, uh, I guess it's not camp anymore because we're, uh, we're, we're into the preseason games yeah. here, but, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I would guess Mon's your guy. I mean, they saw enough. And guess what? What he had teachable moments, according to Coach O'Connell. Oh, I we love, love teachable I moments. Love teachable, I just love teachable moments. That's it. That means you screwed up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, yes. isn't that a teachable moment? Yes. You screwed up. And a teachable moment would be uh Zim telling you, You screwed that one up, but with this guy we got it. I I am so sick of this whole new atmosphere. They love each other. Crap, I could puke. I listened to the the, the Vikings broadcast for about two minutes Mm -hmm. uh, in the the third or fourth quarter. And the gushing about this new attitude made me, Ralph, geez, what, (laughs) what a bunch of fraud. Shut up, it's football. It's not supposed to be fun. Let's go. Come on. I mean, it's just it's it's it drives me nuts. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it's coaching. It's not having fun. Be, you know, having so much fun in the locker room and stuff like that. It's it's, you know, it's it's all just a bunch of fraudulent horsemener, if you ask me. So yes. Anyhow. It, but it, the endless, re- repetitive nature of this, this is the whole new thing. Oh, we're lucky not to. Well, let's see. Let's play. They, they have pretty good talent. Yeah. There's pretty good talent here. If they win, it's going to be because they have pretty good talent and these guys know what they're doing, not because it's all come by in the locker room. That's not going to have anything to do with it.
0: Yeah, or not going to be the primary thing anyway. You're, you're right about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We we loved uh, we loved Ed Ingram yesterday too the uh, the young uh, the young offensive lineman it looks like they might have found something with him too which would be good for them well, if they could figure out the, the interior
1: right guard, is he going to become the right
0: guard he could what? be he could mm-hmm. be He's, he feels like he should play at least because he he was pretty good in that game that's that's mm-hmm. not uh, I know you're not running against some of the best players all the time in that in the preseason but he mm-hmm. every time you looked at him he was doing some good things.
1: Uh, well, that's what. Uh, what's uh, where were they playing them all over up and down the line, or? Where
0: I think he was, was mostly on the right, but I'm not a hundred. I can't hundred percent remember. But he was. He I looked like he was different. doing some. Looked like he was doing some good things out there.
1: They need the uh, established right guard, and then they need a new center. I'm I'm rooting for Chris Reed. Yes. Center. New uh, the Mankato State guy.
0: Now was. Reed didn't play yesterday.
1: Oh, injured.
0: I didn't. I didn't see why he sat, but he did not play in that game. Okay. Well that isn't good then. So, but he maybe they maybe they're resting they him because because he's got the job. I don't know. No, they
1: have a chance to uh, they have a chance to have a good offensive line. I think
0: this time. I mean, just uh,
1: certainly better than it's been. So, uh, and uh, I mean they uh, with all the draft choices they've invested in the offensive line, it's time to uh, yes. have uh, have it improve. And if the offensive line's good, Cousins will be good. These the Cousins failures are all based on pressure, right?
0: A lot of yeah. them, yeah. yeah. A lot of and, them are, yeah. Uh,
1: and I mean, and that doesn't make him unique, <laughs> you know. Everybody can throw passes if they're not uh, getting hit, so they're uh, not getting chased. So uh, his 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 failings are based on uh, on not having protection. So we'll see. We'll uh, we'll find out. So yeah, so many guys didn't play yesterday. That yeah, uh, yeah. I'll... It, would, it would be hard to assess the defense, I guess.
0: Patrick, uh, speaking of culture change, would it be surprising for you to know that Jerry Kill is still mad, still not gotten over um, everything that happened here? He's—I think he talked to our, Charlie. our pal Charlie Walters. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll catch up with him at some point too before that opener against the Gophers. But still, sounds like he's uh, not happy about the way things ended here. Oh, it's just—it's just. It's just at some it, point, I just feel like I w- I kind of want this story to go away, but it keeps coming well, back because yeah. I don't I don't feel like it's doing anybody any favors.
1: Well, we keep calling him and asking him, <laughs> but, <true> uh, <laughs> and and he's uh, you know I saw Charlie's piece. He was more he, he made it sound a lot more like uh, he was upset how Clay's was treated, and uh, you know Clay's it was kind of the way it went that Clay's got fired. It's funny uh, Saturday afternoon or sunday afternoon i was flipping channels in the big 10 network had the holiday poll on uh the replay of uh, them beating the washington state oh is Hall. that right plays his last game i texted plays and said your defense looked pretty good but uh he uh he thanked me he's i don't know what he's doing he's kind of semi-retired going to visit the coaches and stuff but uh yeah, I think Jerry's, uh, you know, where he's willing to sit down there and not talk about it if we don't call and ask. But he's not going to, you know, I mean, he's, he's he's not calling up Charlie Walters and saying, this is what I want to tell you. No. Ask him a question, he answers it. You know? Sure. He thinks the guy, he thinks the guy's whole spiel about culture change. And we had to, you know, start from the ground up after a 9-4 and four team and all that crap uh he they he took that personally and of course it's a lingo that all the coaches use i mean flex just a little more full of baloney than everybody else but uh they all they all nobody comes into a situation here's the bottom line though: no. no coach in a, my lifetime in the University of Minnesota, following Minnesota football, which it goes back to 1954, where I attended my first game, has inherited a better situation than Flected.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Nobody else inherited a 9-4 team.
0: No. Glenn Mason inherited,
1: uh, what, four years of 17 and 39 or whatever the hell. From
0: Jim was. Wacker, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean. And Smell uh, and you know Colts inherited Salem's a team that gave up more points than any team in Big Ten history, including eighty four in a game. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, kill Brewster, inherited Brewster's mess. Brewster, yeah, uh, uh, Kill inherited. Yeah, and Mason now. Mason's talent level was not very good that last year, 2006, but that's what Brewster inherited. So Brewster was close, I guess, to inheriting the same type of operation as, as Fleck was, but this was not a normal, this was not a normal transition at least in go for history. Cause no. you just, you know, you were nine and four and you had a really good defense coming back. Right. You had a lot of good defensive players coming back and uh this idea that you know they they didn't fire tracy clays because of his mishandling of the whatever the heck that thing was uh because they just what they suspended 10 originally and they only ended up suspending four right something like that so the fact he had defended his players they didn't like the vibe he gave off as a coach uh Kaler and uh, Coyle on the sideline of that game was one of the funniest things ever. They're out there playing their asses off, beating Washington state. They were what over a 10 point underdogs. That was a really good Washington state team. And those two guys looked like they were at a funeral because they knew they'd already fired them. And uh, so I, I, you know, kill, I mean, I get along with kill and, and uh, he's got, He's, he's got demons man that that he that he would come back and take this coaching job that he his desire to coach and, you know he walked away here and it was an emotional thing when he walked away yeah. I think he was just depressed uh, because he was sick again and the way his team was playing and I think he's regretted it ever since huh. I think he's regretted walking away ever since and uh even the doctors told him I think he could have taken another leave of absence he was still popular enough here to, that he could have taken another leave of absence and uh, I think he's well, obviously I mean what coach would not be saying what happened to himself if he's this is one of the five worst jobs in in
0: New Mexico FBS,
1: yeah in FBS football this is one of the five worst jobs in the country, so yeah, he's a little, he, he's a little, you know, wired up down there. And the dunkers, the dunker story too. Oh yeah, they call up and ask him. Hey, Jerry, I'm, I I didn't realize it was going to be on the morning of the game. They yes, the, the night game, uh, and they were going to have it. You know, and it's a, it's not like he's making some big a public appearance at the 50 yard line it's a bunch of guys who get together what once every other week or something downtown I was at a the last the only dunkers I've ever been to was they had a sit event what a few months ago and uh, and uh, so I I but but it's you know it's 80 90 guys 100 maybe sometimes uh, and Mona called him up and asked him if he'd do it and he said yeah, yeah i guess i could so he walked over there and uh, all of a sudden it became a big scandal that jerry you know that justin gard and some other people went nuts like where else would this happen well you know who knows where else it would happen holtz you know did holtz when holtz left did he come back and i i went over and saw him speak to the Notre Dame Alumni Club in St. Paul about two months after he left. <laughs> and we all gave it up. I mean this was the most overrated thing of it. somehow having Jerry Kill asking and getting Jerry Kill to talk to a hundred guys on the morning of a game you're gonna win by 40 points was supposed to be somehow damaging to go for a football program. that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard so anyway. That's my theory is the, uh, you know, if you call and ask him questions, I appreciate a guy who answers them honestly. Yeah. He does not like PJ Fleck. No, he does not. And there's, a, there's some personal reasons that go back to when he was at Northern Illinois too. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. So anyway, that I'm not going to get into but, uh, no. but, uh, you know, he doesn't like Fleck. Did you ask him about Fleck and he, 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 in Charlie's piece Sunday, he uh, he didn't dive in like he had in the past, right? He didn't. No, it was,
0: no, he wasn't as bad. He didn't
1: really rip them.
0: He no, really, He just said, "I well, wouldn't. What, not going to go to dinner with him." Something like that. No,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right. Well, what what do you want him to say? I'm going to go to dinner with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <I know laughs> right. And it, what was interesting is he hasn't decided whether he's going to shake hands with him or not. Yes, but Maybe Fleck, maybe Fleck hasn't decided whether maybe Fleck hasn't decided whether he's going to sh- shake hands. Uh, shake hands with uh, Kill either. So. Yeah. Probably probably be better off if we just don't uh, worry about that cuz it's going to be 52 to 7 for
0: guys. Yes, sake. it should be. What the heck? So, Patrick, really quick, let's let's finish up with the Lynx. Um, we should mention the Loon's had a good win yesterday too in Nashville, but the bigger story Sunday being um Lynx season ends, Sylvia Fowles' career ends, Lynx by virtue of the bad WNBA this year and having um, rallied from their three and thirteen start. Usually three and thirteen is kind of a disqualifier for making the playoffs in a in a thirty-six game season, but they actually had gotten themselves in position where winning Friday or winning Sunday was going to put them in pretty good shape, but they lose by twenty seven at home Friday.
1: What was that? What was that? I don't know. Sylvia Fowl's last home
0: game, as it turns out.
1: Thirty
0: to ten
1: at the quarter. Yeah, what, what is that? Too much emotion.
0: Must have been too oh, much emotion.
1: That's what we're saying. We had. Too I don't much know. Of-
0: that's, that's my. That's my letting them off the hook line. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you come out that flat in a game. You've got to have in you know with with and with fouls playing her final home game. But then you come around. You play a little bit better Sunday, but lose to. Connecticut, you had to play two good teams, Connecticut and Seattle in those last two, but end up missing the playoffs. Fourteen and twenty-two streak is over. Eleven straight years of making the playoffs, that is over. How about um, the, you, you? had your annual tweet. The,
1: yes, I did have my annual tweet. The uh, the the official standings are now in. Cheryl Reeve's playoff victories with Maya Moore forty. Uh, Cheryl Reeve's playoff victories without Maya Moore one. I was really going to uh, try to do LeBron in Cleveland, the number of, but I was too lazy to go do it yesterday. But it's like LeBron, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers playoff wins with LeBron and without LeBron. It's about yeah. this. I would think. I don't know if they've ever won a game without LeBron.
0: In, well, in back the in the day, they and, did.
1: Yeah, they, I guess they did way back uh, a couple of times. Not too often, though. No, but, but the uh, the Brad
0: Doherty Cleveland Cavaliers were were yeah, okay for but, a while.
1: But anyway, that's uh, you know
0: they. they uh, I,
1: I get some of the people are after I tweeted that out. Is she quit? Yeah, I think she's quit. Okay, she uh, we're we're not sitting around waiting for Maya to return anymore. Oh she's, no. She's a mama. She's got other things on her mind. She's the ship has sailed and uh, she had other things in her life. So, uh, let's, let's not, uh, let's not bring that up anymore, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, to, to come out and play like that they did in their last two games, they got what they deserved for sure. I would say, and they just weren't, weren't good enough. The angel McCotry era, as I call it, (laughs) they brought it. did she ever play a game? She didn't. Right.
0: Ah, I can't remember if she played one or not, but yeah, the, the moves they made at the beginning of the season really set them back. And that was, you know, Cheryl Reeve is coach and GM and the, the team that Cheryl Reeve gave herself this year, didn't give themselves a chance at the beginning of the year. That's for sure.
1: Well, they didn't shoot bottom line. They didn't shoot well. Right. Yeah. Uh, A lot of other problems, but, uh, turnovers and they did not shoot well. And, uh, you know, they, it is amazing though. They managed to get 12,000. I'm very fired up about Sylvia's next career, though. I want to do that story. The mortician. The mortician, because my father was a. We didn't call him morticians back then. He was an undertaker. (laughs) But uh, I think I'm the guy to do that uh, story, because you know, I lived upstairs. The bodies were downstairs. Okay, we're not. We're not. We're we're willing to go in and watch the procedure with Sylvia if she. uh, Yes. (laughs) You know she's end up she ends up in uh, mortuary science school i i think uh i'm very excited i'm very happy for her uh, to see the sylvia's now the business has gone to hell because of all you frauds get cremation so we can't sell you a good casket <laughs> or which was the secret to success was the uh you always had the expensive caskets in the front and then the not Quite as expensive ones in the middle room, and then way in the back. If we had some cheap farmer that uh, wanted a cloth casket, we put that way in the back and hope they never got back there, because you had to you had to get them to make an investment in the casket. But with cremation now, it's killing the business but uh I'm glad to see Sylvia's going to be a uh, going to be a mortician and that's her dream which is uh, really fantastic. Apparently she was a pretty good person I didn't ever deal with her but
0: uh Oh yeah, she, she was. was. Yeah, she was terrific and I'm, Yeah, uh, and I can't can't uh, so young blood I sir- should be talking more about her on Tuesday's show I believe as well.
1: Uh, we certainly gave her a big send-off at the Star Tribune, that's for sure, though. We had about three different uh, blowout pieces on Sylvia. So we we gave her her due, that, that is for sure. And uh, the team was just not good, and that happens. It and, does.
0: Uh, it does yeah. indeed. Uh, well, speaking of good, better than better than not good, we had a good show, Patrick, but that'll do it for today. Good stuff coming up all this week, and we'll do this again next Monday, all right?
1: All right. Stay healthy, buddy.
0: We'll do. Appreciate it.